<clears throat> all right, first and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Uh, welcome back, brothers. Welcome back. I know it's been a few days. You know, your boy's been under the weather. But, you know, as is, we got to continue doing the work, and we're back now. For uh, everybody that's unaware for today, uh, we today, it marks the new moon for us, like me and Yala, uh, Kadei Yala was talking about. Um, so today marks the new moon, meaning a new Sabbath. So we're going to start this service off to open up the new moon with a couple prayers. So uh, first we're going to bless the schools, uh, and then we're going to do the Lord's Prayer and the Shammai. So brothers can face the east wherever we're at. Uh, we can start these prayers. We're going to start off with the Salak. Yeah, Salak Yaakim, I'm old. Your captain is really kind of old. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let, let's, if brothers can face the east, I got the prayers. And, uh, again, I'm going to start writing them down and sending them to, to the Jake Salakia. I haven't been on it lately. But we're going to start off with the opening prayers for the Sabbath. Uh, first, uh, we're going to bless the schools. So, brothers, I'll repeat after me, and then, again, I'll post it after. Um, Barakatah Yahweh, Hahawa'ah. Nathan Lenawa Awar Hashabath La Shalawam Barakata Yahawa Hahawa Nathan Lenawa Awar Hashabath La Shalawam Bahashema Mashiach Yahweh Shai. And it reads Blessed are you, Yahweh, that giveth us the Sabbath light of peace. So now we're going to read the, the, the Shemai or Deuteronomy 6 and 4. And we're going to repeat it three times. Shemai, Yasharala, Yahawa, Alahayanawa, Yahawa, Achad. Shemai, Yasharala, Yahawa, Alahayanawa, Yahawa, Achad. Shemai, Yasharala, Yahawa, Alahayanawa, and it reads, Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one. Now we're going to read the Lord's Prayer. Abanawa, Shabashamayam, Kwadash Haya Shemka, Yahweh Malakwathka, Saba'a, Ratazaka, Haya Isha, Ba'arataza, Kawa, Haya Bashamayam Nathalanawa Lakam Kal Yawam Wasalaknawa Kawabathnawa Kasalaknawa Kawabathyanawa Walaa Thabayanawa Bansayawan Abal Hawashainawa Man Rai Kaya Laka Hamalakwa Wahalaa Wahaparaath Lai Wala Lam Yam Bahashem HaMashiach Aman. And it reads, Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And let, not, let us not come in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the name Yahweh Shai, amen. 
So now that we read the prayers to open up our Sabbath service, of course we're doing our reading portion. If brothers could turn to the book of Deuteronomy, and we're going to be reading the, uh, chapter 9 from the top. We'll give brothers a couple seconds to get there. Then it already reads to who the law is given to. Give brothers a couple more seconds to get there. So we're going to start reading the book of Deuteronomy from the top. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day, to go to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, children of Anakims, who thou knowest, and of whom thou heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? So you see, the Most High God was given the cities that were already built up by somebody else. You know, great cities and mighty cities. He was going to take down a great people in, uh, before our very eyes. Salakia. Salakia, Officer Gabar. Um, you know what I'm saying? So he was... Um, he was even saying the people that work is, that I'm sending you to, you're gonna be like, who is even? Who are these people? Like, who? Are, like, you know what I mean? Everybody knows about them. So, um, let's go to verse three. Uh, understand, therefore, this day that that Yahweh thy power is He which goeth over before thee, as this day, uh, Salakia, oh, as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down quickly before thy face. Thou shalt drive them out and destroy them quickly, as Yahweh has said, spoke to thee. So we see that even given understanding that the Mosai is going to go in front of us, and he was going to destroy these people, these other, these heathen nations that were in the land that was promised to us. It even describes him as he was going to go like a consuming fire. Y'all know what a consuming fire is. You know what I mean? He's going to destroy everything in his path. You know what I'm saying? And it said he was going to do it quickly. Salakia. I had to underline this part because this is just so powerful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Salakia. Verse 4. Speak not thou in thy heart after that Yahweh thy power has cast them out before thee, saying, For my righteousness Yahweh hath brought me into possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations Yahweh doth drove them out before thee. So see, even the Most High is warning us not to puff ourselves up like, see, because we were righteous. No. Yeah, it was the wickedness of them that the Most High had driven them out. You know what I'm saying? Not because of our righteousness. Verse 5, not for thy righteousness. I'm going to repeat that again. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thy heart. So even then we were wicked. The Most High is telling you, it ain't because of anything you did. Dost thou go possess their land? 
But for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh doth drive them out from before thee. So the only reason the Most High is even doing this is because of the wickedness they have. You know what I'm saying? Salakia. Uh, I want y'all to understand, like, you know what the Most High is saying, saying to us, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I had to underline this because a lot of us are, you know what I'm saying, we're, um, how do I say this, hard-headed, you know what I'm saying? But let, let, let's go back to Deuteronomy 9 and 5 from the top. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thy heart doth thou go to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations, Yahweh hath drove them out from before thee that he may perform the word which Yahweh swore unto thy father. So he, it was because he gave an oath to our father, our forefathers. Salakia. Um, under, um, the word which Yahweh swore unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, that Yahweh thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people. You see how the Most High has always talked, you know what I'm saying, has pulled our card, known who we were? Deuteronomy, Exodus 32 and 9, these are a stiff-necked people. You know what I'm saying? We can go on an hour-long tirade on how stiff-necked so-called black and Hispanics are. But let's go to verse 7. Remember and forget not how thou provokest this, Yahweh, thy power to wrath in the wilderness. From the day that thou didst depart out of the land of Egypt until ye came into this place, ye have been rebellious against Yahweh. Something that I always notice is um, the wickedness of our people. Every week at camp, we see it, we look at it, we're like, damn, these people are really, you know what I'm saying, are really rebellious. I mean, <laughs> the Cadet Quina points it out damn near every week. <laughs> Salak Yakim, still getting over my my cough, but um, the Cadet Quinan, you know, he's the, always one to always point it out. You feel me? He's the one that always gotta, you know, what I'm saying, let, he always lets us know, and it, it's the wickedness of our people. But let's keep going. Verse nine, verse eight. Also in Horeb, he provoked Yahweh with the wrath, so that Yahweh was angry with thee, with anger with you to have destroyed you. See, even in in Horeb, we were. We, we done pissed the Most High so much that he was going to destroy us over there. He was ready to, you know, end it all for us. It would have been it would have been the 12 tribes of Levi fucking around with us because he told Moses, you know what I'm saying, that he could, get, he could make a whole new people out of him. That's bad. Verse 9. When I was gone up into the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, even the tablets of the covenant, which Yahweh made with you, then I abode in the, in the mount forty days and forty nights. Neither did I eat bread nor drink water. So we got to, let's start highlighting this, because see, when Moses went up to the hill, let's see what it is that we did, because he was up there forty days and forty nights. And Yahweh delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God, and on them was written according to all the words which Yahweh spoke with you in the mount in the midst of fire in the day of assembly. 
So this is what he spoke unto us that day, you know what I'm saying, when the Ten Commandments were given to us. Because the rest of the commandments were given by Moses due to us being so scary that Yahweh was going to strike us down for our own wickedness. Verse 11. And it came to pass at the end of the 40 days and 40 nights, Yahweh gave me two tables of stone, even the tablets of the covenant. And Yahweh said unto me, Arise, get thee down quickly from hence, for thy people which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They are quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten image. Brethren, let's look at, let's examine the type of people we are. The type of people that had the word of God given to them literally by God. And we're still stiff-necked. We were still willing to go out and make a, a golden calf in this example, which we make ourselves golden calves all the time. Furthermore, Yahweh spoke unto me, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it's a stiff-necked people. Y'all remember that from, Deuteron from uh, Exodus 32 and 9. That is what he's quoting. I have seen these pe this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. I mean, we're out there every week. Everybody on this call is out, out there every week with me. You see, you see the same things I see. You see the stiff-neckedness of when we tell so-called blacks and Hispanics who they are. It's hard to get them to listen. We'll get a fish here and there and praise the Most High God for that, but we generally see stiff-neckedness. What about the white man? What about this person, that person? What about everybody but us? I just literally had to curse out a so-called Israelite on YouTube because he wanted to tell me that, that a kingdom connotation prophecy was to be today. I'm supposed to go teach the Gentiles and love them today. Like, no, nah, hell no, you're trying to sell out. As soon as I pulled out, it's not about selling out. So then what is it about? You're giving away what's ours. But beside the point, you see the type of people that we have been throughout history. Verse 14. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make from thee a nation mightier and greater than they. See, we would have been, the, I'm telling you, we would have been the 12 tribes of Moses. The way Israel was playing back in the, back in the, back in the, in the wilderness. Verse 15. So I was turned and came down from the mount, and the mount burnt with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. And I looked, and behold, ye had sinned against Yahweh your power, and had made a molten calf. He turned aside quickly out of the way which Yahweh commanded thee. See how quickly we forgot who we were? This dude was gone 40 days, and we was out there dancing around a damn calf. Verse 17. And I took the two tablets and cast them out of my hands and broke them before your eyes. And I fell down before Yahweh as the first 40 days and 40 nights I did neither eat bread nor drink water because all of your sins which ye have sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of Yahweh to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith Yahweh was wroth against you to destroy you. But to, but to Yahweh hearkened unto but Salakia, but Yahweh hearkened unto me at that, at that time also. And Yahweh was very angry with Aaron. 
to have destroyed him. And I prayed for Aaron also the same time. Stephen, our high priest, was ready to do some weird, some weird wickedness. And it took your sin, the calf which he made, and burnt it with fire and stamped it on the ground to it very small. You know what I'm saying? Moses melted all that down and stamped it till it was a, to like a puddle. Salakia. You know what I'm saying, Ross? Salakia stamped it very small. Even, even until it was out with fire, with a small dust, and I cast the dust, therefore, into the brook that descended out of the mount, and that Tabor, Tabera, and Massah, and that Kibberahatah, Tavah, you provoke Yahweh to wrath. Likewise, when Yahweh sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, then you rebelled against the commandments of your power of Yahweh your power, and he believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. You have been rebellious against Yahweh from the day that I knew you. Man, look at that. He said, Shalaki, I lost my place. He said, you have, verse 24, you have been rebellious against Yahweh from the day that I knew you. Thus I fell down before Yahweh 40 days and 40 nights, as I fell down at first, because Yahweh had said he would destroy you. <coughs> I prayed therefore unto Yahweh and said, O Yahweh, destroy not thy people in thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt with the mighty hand. Remember thy servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not unto the stubbornness of this people, nor the wickedness, nor their sin. Lest the land whence thou brought us out say, because Yahweh was not able to bring them into the land which he promised them, and because he hated them, he brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yet they are thy people and thine inheritance, which thou broughtest out of, out by a mighty power and by a stretched out arm. You see, I'm the Most High loved us, but we were pushing him and pushing him to the point where we were we were we were ready to be destroyed, man. But everybody's returning to Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, um, verse uh, chapter nine now. Man, so I know brothers, uh, let me see, boom, boom, boom. Most brothers in here don't have a wife yet, and some of them are courting. But, you know, for all of us in here, whether married or courting, Sirach 9 is something we should be paying attention to. So uh, we're going to turn to Ecclesiastes 9. Okay, the book of Sirach, chapter 9, from the top. Be not jealous over the wife of thy bosom, and teach her not an evil lesson against thyself. Give not thy soul unto a woman to set her foot upon thy substance. So you know what I'm saying? When it comes to our wives, 
We can't. We shouldn't teach them. You see, we should never be jealous of them. But then again, you know, there's laws to against them if they make us jealous. But we can't go unrighteously accusing them. We can't give them everything that's ours because then, you know, you give a woman an inch, just like anybody else, they're gonna take a mile. But keep going. We're gonna keep going. Verse three: Meet not with a harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. So I mean, we're all men. We all got jobs. We all see the women. I'm I'm number one known for this at my job for letting a woman know when she's a whore. Salakia, forgive me, but sister, if you're married, why are you entertaining these dudes at at your desk? Because you feel some type of way. So I let them. You know what I'm saying? That's just me though. I let them know quick, fast, in a hurry, you're a whore. Sorry, not sorry, as they would say in the world. But let's keep going. Verse 4, use not, use not much the company of a woman that is a singer, lest thou be taken with her attempts. You know what I'm saying? Don't be in the presence of a woman that is, you know, consistently entertaining everybody, for one. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be taken with her Attempts, you know what I'm saying? You go fuck her, so per, forgive my Edomites, but you go fuck around and sleep with her and commit adultery. You know what I'm saying? Verse 5 Gaze not on a maid that thou fall not by those things that are precious in her. You know what I'm saying? Don't be staring too, basically, don't stare too hard. You know what I'm saying? Don't stare too hard or you're going to fall for the wrong things. Things that I've been a victim of. Give not thy soul unto harlots, that thou lose not thine inheritance. You know what I'm saying? Don't be out there with the hoes, because you, you know the hoes get you to spend money you don't have. You'll lose everything. Verse 7. Look, round, look not round about in the streets of the city, neither wander thou in the solitary places thereof. Turn away thy eye from a beautiful woman, and look not upon another's beauty. For many have been deceived by the beauty of a woman, for her wherewith love is kindled as a fire. Again, the whole not staring too long, don't put too much stock in that woman's physical beauty. You know what I'm saying? Verse 9, and this is an important one for brothers in this truth. We all do what we do outside of a school, you know what I'm saying? So when you're entertaining yourself, we're just going to use the metaphor of wine, but look, but let's read this. Sirach 9 and 9. Sit not at all with another man's wife, nor sit down with her in thine arms, and spend not thy money with her at wine, lest thy heart incline unto her, so through the desi thy desire thou fall into destruction. Them little things you do, whether it be, you know, whatever you do uh, on your off time, don't do it with, an, with another man's woman. Don't sit there drinking or whatever, doing what you do, you know what I'm saying, at, with, a, with another man's wife, because then your heart's going to go towards her, and then she's going to rub your toe against her, and you're going to think she love you, and you're going to be all in destruction. You're going to basically lead yourself to adultery by spending that kind of time with another man's wife. Verse 10, forsake not an old friend, for the, for the new is, is not comparable to him. 
A new friend is a new wine, and when it is old, thou shalt drink it with pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Don't. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how it is. Don't give up your ace, your number one friends for new dudes or faulty dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because you will learn that lesson the hard way. Good friends are hard to replace. Verse nine, verse eleven. Envy not the glory of a sinner, for thou knowest not what what shall end be what shall be his end. You see that? Let, hey, them sinners is living their life. I give them that. They're living. They hey, how does that how does that go? They're living their best life. But we don't know how they're gonna fare in the end. You know what I'm saying? Verse twelve. Delight not in the thing that the ungodly have pleasure on. But remember, they shall not go unpunished unto their grave. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about the thing. Hey, don't don't find glory or pleasure in the things that these wicked wicked uh, blacks and Hispanics, even the Edomites, you know what I'm saying, have because they're not going to go unpunished. Believe that. Verse thirteen. Keep thee far from the man that hath power to kill. So shalt thou not doubt the fear of death. If thou come unto him, make no fault, lest he take away thy life presently. Remember that thou goest in the midst of snares, and that thou walkest upon the battlements of the city. This is in particular for us brothers that are out every week, that are out there uh, week in and week out. Salai. One second. Salakia. Officer Gabar just confirmed that he's coming up here. Uh, Salakia. So let me re-explain. Uh, Sirach 9, and we're going to go back to 11. Envy not the glory of a sinner, for thou knowest not what it shall be his end. Delight not in the thing that the ungodly have pleasure in, but remember they shall not go unpunished unto their grave. I like to use the analogy or the example of my favorite rapper, Biggie Smalls. You know what I'm saying? I don't envy whatever that brother had going on. And if I was in the truth then, obviously I was 12, Lord, then that would have been glorious to be in the truth at 12 years old. But to watch him, I couldn't have been jealous of him because I didn't know in the end all that adulterous behavior he had. <coughs> all those things he did caught up to him and, and ultimately <coughs> they destroyed him. Salakia. 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 Okay, so um, I had to confirm by Officer Gabar. So basically, we don't know what their punishment is going to be in the end. We see your Jay Z's. You know what I'm saying? I like to use those kind of examples, your Drake's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, even even your Kendrick Lamar's and your Cole's, we don't know where their end's going to be at. We don't even know if they're wicked like that. We just know we can't be jealous of what they have because we're on a whole different path than them. Verse 13, keep thee far from the man that has power to kill, so that thou doubt not the fear of death. And if thou come unto him, make no fault, lest he take away thy life presently. 
Remember that thou goest in the midst of snares, and that thou walkest upon the battlements of the cities. In particular, 12 gates, you know where 12 gates loves the whole camp. We're not in the, in the places where, you know, we're going to readily run into too many Edomites unless they're drugged out their mind. So we got to be careful because we don't, we don't know what these do. These are straight killers that we're in the midst of. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know. Now, the Most High God is going to be with us, but we don't want to tempt him either. He's giving us good advice. We got to walk in a friendly path with these people. You feel me? Because where we're at, it is really that we're, we're around the, the battlements of the city. We're in, a, we're in a war zone. The first time when I was a Sakari and chief priest, Alas Arbanloya came up here. He had told me a story that he was just on the phone with somebody, and they, the girl told him, you're going where? That's death over there. And he, he said when he got out, he looked around and saw it. I'm like, yeah, bro, this is where I'm from. We're in the, we're where the battlements of the city are at. Verse 14, though. As near as thou canst, guess at thy neighbor and consult with the wise. Uh, let thy talk be with the wise and all the communication in the law of the Most High. As you can see, you know what I'm saying? Brothers, I consider brothers here wise. We're, you know what I'm saying? We're getting to where we need to be as everybody is, but... Our, that's my conversation is always with you, brothers, particularly. Even the only friend I have that's in the world like that, even him, I, I, it's, it's, it's always conversations of the law and wisdom. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of conversation we need to surround ourselves. Not, hey, where are we going to get the next brew or the next joint or the next this or the next that. No, we got to be consistently going over these laws. Our communication should always be the laws of the Most High God. Verse 16. And just let men eat and drink with thee, and let thy glorying be in the fear of the Lord. Prime example is how the brother Yawasaf conduct himself, the brother Konah conduct himself. The, the, you brothers, the way you guys conduct yourself, you know what I'm saying? We speak in the Torah, and we let brothers eat, and we drink, and then we our glory is in the fear of the Lord. You know what I mean? Our glory is in the fear of the Lord. Verse 17. And the, the hand of the artificer, the work shall be commended. And the wise ruler of the people for a speech. A man of an ill tongue is dangerous in his city. And, they, and he that is rash in his talk shall be hated. We see when someone's quick to talk or when all they do is talk or all they do is speak ill, you know what I'm saying? They're dangerous in the sense that they could get popped at any moment. You walk around being the tailbearer, all these things, it's like, or, or any of that, you know what I'm saying? It's like the most high is warning you, you're going to get death for that. You know what I'm saying? But let's, let's, now let's go to the gospel in the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 9. We're going to go to Luke chapter 9. Lord. Yeah, my Bible is getting heavily, heavily, heavily underlined. And yeah, the water vacuum. Y'all got cap over here on this, on this good stuff. Let's go to the, oh, everybody should be turning to the book of Luke for the last part of our Sabbath service, which is Torah. Um, 
Salak Yakin. Okay, so like, uh, let's go to the book of Luke, um, and we're going to be at chapter 9, uh, you know what I mean, and we're going to read what, uh, you know, what our king Yehoshai was doing, the book of Luke, chapter 9, um, the book of Luke, chapter 9 from the top, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases, damn, that's, a way to start a chapter. Yahweh Shai gave, gave these dudes the authority to cast out demons and all that. So like, uh, so like uh, let's go to verse 2. Uh, let's start it all over again. Uh, the book of Luke, from the uh, chapter 9 from the top. And then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. That is our mission. Who is more sick than the so-called black, Hispanic, and Native American? Verse 3. Uh, verse 3. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. Basically, like, say, just get out there. Just get out there. You ain't got to take money, take none of that. Bread, food, none of that. And whatsoever house he enter in, into there abide and thence depart. Uh, see, so he's giving them instruction, like, and then when you get there, you gonna, if you got a place to crash that crash there and leave. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of the city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. So, hey, and when you already know, yeah, when they don't receive you, just knock the dust off your sandals and keep it moving. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching this gospel and healing everyone. So we see what time the disciples was on. You know what I mean? Now Herod, the Tetrarch, heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed, because it was said of some that John was risen from the dead, and some that Elias had appeared, of, and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. <coughs> I want brothers to underline this now, the reason being... Is because every time we bring up regeneration, we all, you know, I always find new precepts, and I like to share with the Jakes, with the brothers that listen to the class and the brothers in the school. So we see that they have the ideology of regeneration right here. You know, because they're saying he's ba John the Baptist, he's Elias, you know what I'm saying? Um, or even one of the, pro the old prophets was risen again like he is back on the earth. And Herod said, John have I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. So even Herod was like, who's this dude? I want to know who this is. You know what I mean? Talk about Yahawashai. Of course, I would never reference our king, you know, as this dude. But we're just, you know how Esau is. 
Verse 10. And the apostles, when they returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert, desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spoke unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them at the need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and the country round about and lodge, and get victuals, for we are here to, in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves two fishes, and two fishes, except that we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about 500 men. And said to the disciples, make them sit down by fifties in a company. <laughs> if, you were, if you ever grew up in church, you should know what happens next. And they did so and made them, all, uh, made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes looking up to heaven. He blessed them and broke and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat and they were all filled. And they were taken up of fragments that remained of, the, of them twelve baskets. And it came to pass, as he alone praying, his disciples were with him, and asked him, saying, Whom the people say that I am? So Yahweh Shai is asking, Who are these people, who is everybody saying I am? Who do they think I am? They answering said, John the Baptist, but some say Elias, and others say that one of the old prophets is risen again. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Peter answering said, the Christ of God. You know what I'm saying? I had to pause for a second to let y'all know that Peter knew who Yahushai was. Verse 21. And he straightly charged them and commanded to tell no man that thing, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and raised the third day. So he even told him, hey, don't tell nobody, because, you know what I'm saying, all these people, I'm going to be rejected of all these people. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Brethren, we got to do that. And that's something I have to stop right there for a couple seconds and let y'all know. We got we to gotta bear our crosses. You know what I mean? We got to suffer. We got to suffer in this life. I'm not saying be miserable at all. But we, being in this land, this is not our place of rest. And I'm going to get into that in another lesson. Verse 24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. What do we do every week? We're giving up. We could be doing anything on a Saturday. Some brothers just came in the truth. You know what I'm saying? We were doing whatever ever on a Saturday. Instead, we're out there week in and week out preaching to our people, raising our families, you know what I'm saying, in this truth, the best we can. Verse 25, for what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world but lose himself or be cast away? See, it's, it, what, I mean, it's cool to have all the money in the world, but what does it even mean? What advantage does it have if you you know what I'm saying? You gain that whole world. Hey, man, you got mansions, Bentleys, and bitches. But you lose your whole soul. You get casted away. You get told, depart from me. I never knew you. 
For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and his fathers and the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth, there are some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? And, and ultimately, you know what I mean? Obviously all these men die, but what it means is they're not going to they're not going to really know death until they see the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Verse 28. And it came to pass about eight, and eight days after their, these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And he was prayed. The fashion of his countenance was altered, and his, and his raisement was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in the glory and spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, they departed from him. Peter said to ye, unto Yahweh, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses and one for Elias. Not knowing what he said, while he was thus spoke, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Shammai, hear him. And he, and he said, and he and when he and when the voice was passed, Yahushai was found alone, and they kept it close, and told no man in those days of the things which they had seen. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, which people met him, and behold, a man of a company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly cried out, crieth out, and teareth him, and he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Yahushai answering said, O faithless, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Damn. <laughs> Yahushai was a cold dude. <laughs> How long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And, he, and, <clears throat> and as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tore him. And Yahweh shall rebuke the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of Yahweh. But while they wondered, every one that all these things which Yahawashai did, he said unto his disciples, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. So he's getting, you know what I'm saying? He's telling like, hey, you better understand what's about to happen. Um, Salakia. But they understood not this saying, and, let it, and it was hid from them, that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him, that, of that saying. Then there arose a reasoning among men, Ooh, Salakia, which of them should be the greatest. 
And Yahawashai, perceiving the thoughts of the hearts, took a child and set, him by, set by him and said unto them, Whoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me, and whosoever receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, all the same shall be great. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Yahweh said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is against us, for he that is not against us is for us. And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because of his face was, was tough. And he would go to Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, yeah, Lord, Wilt thou at, that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as the liars did? So, you, so you, we're going to get to that portion of history. But y'all remember one thing. Elijah called fire down from heaven. But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of? For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. See, because they were on some, and I'll be on that too, you know what I'm saying, rebuking and crushing, you know what I'm saying? But Yahweh Shai did not come for that. He came to save them, save us, you know what I'm saying? And they went to another village, and it came to pass that as they went in, in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever goest. So somebody came up to Yahweh Shai like, hey, I'm with y'all, I'm with you. And Yahweh Shai said unto him, foxes have holes. And birds of the airs have nests. Oh, man, this is powerful, brethren. When you find yourself in a tough situation. But the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. Yahweh said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's on here, but I know it's on the cadet course or definitely on the soldier's course, who the dead are according to the Bible. But we're going to keep going. Verse 61. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at, my, at home at my house. And Yahweh said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for, for the kingdom of God. So before we conclude, I'm going to read that last verse over. So brothers, I mean, brothers already know once you join the camp, you're putting your hand to the plow. But let's read that again. Luke 9 and 62. And Yahawashai said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. And we'll conclude our reading and Sabbath service with that. I'm going to stop recording and take questions, Akim.